Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panthers fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. Here with my man, Cody Lashney. Football is here, brother. It's 24 hours away. Tony, I'm pumped, man. Preseason football starts tomorrow. We get to see the Carolina Panthers play. We get to see some people trying to make the team, trying to be a part of the special season that we're about to have in 2019. I can feel it. I know Joe One feels it. I know everyone in the chat feels it. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll, brother. 32 days till the Panthers season opener. Less than 24 hours away till the preseason for the Carolina picks off against the, kicks off against the Chicago Bears. We're going to be breaking it all down tonight with our preseason primer. Uh, kind of surprise impromptu episode was supposed to be traveling with my family was called back under because my wife's grandfather passed away rest in peace and and we're dealing with a lot of that here at home but still uh, we were going to do an episode and now we get to do it right before the game Cody and uh, yes you know there's not a lot to the preseason in some aspects and then there's a lot in other aspects we're going to be looking at all of those storylines from the defense to the running backs to the offensive line tonight. We even look over at the Bears a little bit. So while you're here hanging out with us, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the podcast. Call into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Help us continue to grow Panther Nation one fan at a time together in creating this community. Um, and that's it. Let's go ahead and jump into it. For me, Cody, the number one, I was gonna, I was trying to think of storylines as we head into the first preseason game and what we want to see. And the first thing that stuck out to me as I was looking at the Bears roster is, thank goodness we play them in week one or preseason game one, not preseason game three, where we have to play a lot of their starters. And hopefully they're not anywhere on our schedule. I'm gonna go. Uh, are they on our schedule at all this season? I hope not. They are not. Thank they are Jesus. definitely not. Their are- defense is a lo- loaded, my friend, loaded. And uh, hopefully we won't be seeing a lot of go- those guys like Khalil Mack or um, who uh, Danny was it Danny Trevathan, uh, all the way to your boy. Who's the boy that plays center? For them, that everybody that is just amazing. His name is. Hold on. The center for the Not Bears. Center safety. I don't know Eddie Jackson. Yeah, Eddie Jackson is a bad mofo. He's probably the best. He's probably the best safety in the NFL, and I know that's saying something because there are some damn good ones. But Eddie Jackson, that man is a terror. Their so, yeah. starting defense sounds a little like this: Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Khalil Mack. Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, 
Leonard Floyd, Kyle Fuller, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Eddie Jackson, and Prince Amukamara. Boy, they are loaded. I would say this is that just on paper, those guys with that defense alone should make the playoffs. Yeah, they really should. They have a nasty defense, and defense is still how you win championships. Uh, I tell you what, though, we have a pretty nasty defense, too, that we're going to be able to line up on the field. Uh, the Panthers released uh, their depth chart. We've kind of gotten a look at it, uh, the initial primer of uh, who is winning at what different position. And um, I don't know. They have a good defense, but I really do like what we're capable of doing on defense, too. Uh, I think that I can put up our roster against any other team in the NFL right now. I, I don't see a, a big skill differential or that one team is a lot younger or a lot older than us. Uh, unlike last year when Joe was telling us that the defense looked old, it doesn't feel like that this year. It feels like we have the right amount of young talent and, and still in their prime veterans uh, to really beat some ass and get after the quarterback this year. So I'm pumped for it. I, I um, am – that's the number one thing on my list to talk about is as we're going into this preseason game, what are we going to see from our defense? We're going to be talking about that just before we get into that. The Panthers will kick off tomorrow at 8 o'clock in Chicago, but there will be no Cam Newton or Luke Keekley playing. And I got to tell you this, Cody, is I have no problem with that. Great decision by the coaching staff, but I would like to add some names to this list. Uh, go ahead and check um, Christian McCaffrey on this list for me. Go ahead and put Eric Reed on this list for me. Go ahead and put uh, Greg Olson on this list for me. Gerald McCoy, Curtis Samuel. I don't want to see any of those guys playing. I need to see them healthy all season long. Yeah, especially when you have freak accidents happen in training camp happen uh, and during the preseason. It, it feels even more terrible when something happens during the preseason and it's before football even starts. Um, it sucks, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the game isn't going to play itself. And you got to make sure that your guys are ready to go and that you know that you have the right kind of depth um, at certain positions on your football team. And you don't do that without knowing uh, what you have in practice uh, in these and in, in these preseason games. They're important. And I know later on, you and I are going to talk about some of the guys that we hope to step up and what we're hoping to see from players that are kind of on the bubble on our team right now. But um, there are some guys right now that are playing with the Panthers that they're just hoping to have a job in the NFL. So even if they're, uh, if they don't impress the Panthers enough, they're hoping that some other team might pick them up. Uh, this is the time of football players fighting for their life. Yeah, so, I mean, I want Vernon Butler and Kyle like, and these Brian Cox Jr. And all of those guys playing the whole game. Uh, you know, this is Trill, Trill One in the YouTube chat says this could be the NFC Championship preview. And really, that, this is this could be, you know, I mean, you're talking about a team in the Bears. And while, Cody, I agree that our defense it looks uh, is ready to be a, a great defense. It could be. You know, there's some things yeah. that need to work together. We need to see some things come together. We need to avoid injury. But I do think this is that the Bears if, is is that they probably have the most defensive talent in the entire NFL on one roster. When you look at that, is that uh, Khalil Mack is if we had Khalil Mack on our team, then maybe we could say something, you know. But that is a big, you know. We've got Luke Keekley, they've got Khalil Mack, we've got they've got the best safety. We've got Eric Reed. They're young too, so. 
you don't want to hopefully we'll see two teams that match up well against each other tomorrow but you know these are the types of teams too that could win in january and february because defense in the playoffs you need a defense in the playoffs you cannot just hope that your offense on whatever team is just going to steamroll people entirely you know you want to have that you need to have both but teams don't win with no defenses in the nfl no in fact defenses win championships i mean they say that because it's true so you have to have a formidable defense in order uh to be able to go the distance. I mean, the Patriots and the Rams last year in the Super Bowl had a high-powered offense, and and look what that Super Bowl ended up being. It was a defensive showdown. So Same with the Chiefs. Uh, and, or, I mean, think about this. Chiefs, look at that offense and how far they get and how fantastic they were. Yeah. And, and they had trouble. Um, you need a balanced team. I'm not saying that you can win without an offense. You know, I don't like the idea of trying to win like the Baltimore Ravens used to. But, boy, you got to be able to punch some dudes in the mouth in the playoffs. Both of these teams look like they have the talent defensively to do that. So let's go ahead and talk about our number one or our storyline. For me, the thing that I want to see, Cody, is the defensive alignment scheme and how they're rotating in some of these newer players and what it looks like you know you got now we're shifting to a 3-4 defense the first thing I just want to see is how do the players how are they picking it up how is how comfortable does the team does the defense look entirely with it and then you can drill down into that and really start talking about some players and positions on that defense I think we're going to be able to real I mean that's going to be the most intriguing part for me because there will be a lot of information to take in a lot of information to take in. Um, and, you know, the when it comes to our defensive line, you know, you were talking about the Bears and how they're loaded at different position groups. Um, and I really do think that we've done such a good job at bringing in the type of talent that is already used to what we're trying to do. I mean, Gerald McCoy is a three-tech. And even though he's a, def- you know, that's listed as a defensive end in a 3-4. So he's not doing anything different. It's the same thing for K-1 Short. Don Poe has uh, experience playing the zero and the one technique, nose tackle. Uh, you know, now you but have guys like see Bruce. a lot of those guys, too, either. No, but I, right. But, but I just mean from a formation standpoint, right. I, I, I think that all of, our star, all of our starters on defense, there are some integral pieces in place that know what a 3-4 is like. They know how to get after the quarterback, and and that they're used to it. I think Bruce Irvin is a name that's going to prove to be pivotal for our team this year. I really do think that he's going to be um that third down pass rusher. Him and Mario Addison, that's going to be big time for us. And then having those three big boys in the middle. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that Luke Kickley and Shaq Thompson – can't man the middle all by themselves. No, I think no. Can. But tomorrow night, what we will see without Luke is we're going to see yes. Shaq have to play at some. I mean, he's going to have to play some. He's going to have to play a larger role. But yeah. I think too, what we'll what we'll also see is that there is a ton of questions at the linebacker position. When I say linebacker position, I know that we're now we've got all these outside linebackers. But I look like I look at Brian Burns. That's not the guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy from Maryland who made, you know, Thomas Davis has moved on. You don't have you don't have Mayo anymore. Who are these guys that potentially could play reps and play time in the event that we need them to play? 
and and contribute, right? And and the, it will happen at some point. At some point, nothing, no player makes it throughout the season without missing a play, right? So you're going to need these guys. I think that we will. They're going to ha- get a lot of time with no Luke in there to really prove that they are enough. There's enough horses in the stable for this team going forward. Yeah, and like I said, seeing the depth. Um, at, at certain positions, we don't have uh, a, a lot of depth. At the linebacker position, we're still waiting to see from Jermaine Carter, uh, who, yeah, who we that's drafted. Not, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There are there's a bunch of guys that really still have to prove that they're going to be able to be more than just special teams contributors on the football team, and th- about, those are the guys that are on the bubble. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll be looking there at linebacker. I think the one that we were talking about before the show. That's yes. probably most important um, to really try to find an answer going forward is we don't have an answer at nickel corner. We know that in our the way any of our schemes work, whether it be a 4-3 or a 3-4, that there you're going to be heavy in the nickel a lot of times. A lot of times you're going to want to trot out their five defensive backs and that nickel yeah. when they're in a passing formation. So – do we have the guys to do it? You know, I mean, and we have not had a real answer at there some t- for a long time. Going back to yeah. Leonard Johnson, I guess, I think was his name, that stepped in and played a role for us in 2015. But right now, there was some thoughts that Golden may be in the running. He's been dealing with injury. Doesn't seem like the team's too high on him, period. So where what are we looking at at the nickel corner position? Is it Ross Cockrell? Is it do do we have to shift some parts around? Who do you got, Cody? I know you got your eyes out looking out. I definitely do, and this is why I love this time of year, man. Because every once in a blue moon, you hear about these Cinderella stories of uh, a player that you know uh, kind of went under the radar. Uh, you didn't even know they were a part of the team, and all of a sudden they're stepping up in a big way. So I'm kind of reminded of like a Demir Bird, you know, I mean, injuries kind of sideswiped him, but Demir Bird was, uh, you know, was someone that we all had a lot of hope for. And everyone remembers the butt touchdown in the end zone. Um, it's important. And it appears as though we have a similar situation going on at Nickel Corner before the season. We signed a guy by the name of Javian Elliott. And my man has been absolutely balling out. If you're watching on YouTube, here's a pass that Cam Newton, I mean, just zooms it into the sideline. He's going to Jarius right, And JV and Elliott is in tight coverage, knocks the ball away. Uh, I mean, he's been out on the field flying around. There's a bunch of clips of him out there really making big plays. And uh, apparently uh, it's, it's not just Twitter that has uh, caught on to this because uh, it recently made its way to WFNZ, and this is what some of them had to say. I will tell you something that's really interesting, and it, obviously I'm not the only person who's noticed this. Javian Elliott, if you're a Panthers fan, and this guy you probably never heard of his name a week ago, this guy is, now that he's figuring out what they want him to do, he showed up here from Tampa with real Nickelback skills. And I will assure you, because there is no conversation, Ron Rivera could talk about the weather report for the next week. And in the second sentence, it would say, by the way, we don't know what we're doing at Nickelback. This guy, what he, he had an exceptional practice Sunday. He validated that by picking off 
Cam in the at, at the goal line today, um, I thought Ron put it really well. They knew that they were getting somebody who had been discarded by a new coaching regime with the Bucks, and they knew that he had serious experience in nickel situations. I think he is going. He is by far the most likely solution to that very important problem. A very what I mean, it's just something. There'll be plenty of opportunity for these guys to battle it out, Corn Elder and this. But it's nice to see somebody coming from former Florida State guy has got NFL experience. You know, I think the the Rick Rick Bonnell had made an important point there is that sometimes changes and on the other team team dictate how things go forward. And maybe you know they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, and you know, uh, so this is. Uh, I'll try and see if I can if I still have any clips of it. But uh, last year he actually picked off Cam Newton uh, when we went to Tampa Bay. Uh, JV Nelly had an interception on Cam. I um, mean, so this is a guy that has experience. He's played real meaningful game time before, and he's been lights out at practice. And he might just end up to be a you know a, another reason why we're feeling the hern. You know, uh, a, a signing that went under the radar that comes in and is really, um, um, you know, going to step up in a big way and hopefully it's a happy little accident for us. Um, Scott Thomas says Golden in the big nickel. And uh, I, I think that might have been the plan, but I got to be honest, man, just I'm from so everything tired that I. Big nickel crap. You know, we, we yeah. heard that mess with. Remember, we heard that with Shaq? Buffalo nickel. Buffalo nickel. I mean, listen, I, I understand that a nickel is supposed to be a corner safety and a linebacker all at the same time. But listen, if you're a defensive back on my football field, I just want you to be able to cover. I mean, I want you to be able to, to, to man up a slot receiver and really defend that 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 interior where, where the Patriots love to shred you, where they love to use the Julian Edelman types to gash your defense. I want my nickel corner to be able to stop those guys. So, I, and I, I think that Golden isn't fast enough. He hasn't really shown that he has the fluidity of his hips or the speed necessary to be able to man that position full time. Um, outside of Elliott, right now, it's easily the most barren position on our football team. I've been trying to hold off criticism on Golden. You know, you try to be optimistic with younger players. You don't get a lot of a large sample set, but he has not there's just, just not been anything good to go off of now that you um, and really giant news broke the day after we got done with our show last week. Trey Boston signed with the Carolina Panthers to, yes. to, to prove that, you know, that Obviously, we got to talk about this. Yeah, they were not confident in Golden's performance at free safety. You hear that he's have trouble that he's now dealing with injury. You hear other guys uh, stepping into positions that you thought might be alternate positions. There's just not a lot of evidence right now that Golden is doing anything to ingratiate himself with this team, um, or that yeah. you know it's just not clicking at this point. So, in a giant, and what was a very big move for the Carolina Panthers, one that. Uh, surprisingly that Trey Boston was still out of work signs with the Carolina Panthers one year, $3 million, Marty Herney, another feather in Marty Herney's cap. What I love about this move is as, as soon as it, look, I was hard on Trey Boston when he played for us because he was a not the best tackler, 
there was just a couple of times where he just yeah. whiffed and they went for big plays, keep the guy in front of you. But he was a rookie and a second year player when he was with our team. We put we thrust him in um, and we put a lot on his plate. We didn't have necessarily a ton of parts around him. So he goes off. He goes and has a great uh, year with the Chargers two years ago, makes a Pro Bowl, was one of the better um, players on a defense on a bad Arizona team. Trey Boston, though, we signed him for pennies. And people immediately came out and said, like, well, look, he wasn't that great when he was with us with the Panthers. Maybe not. And you know what? Maybe he's not like this, like a fantastic player. But what you have seen is this is what we had on the roster was not good enough. And I'm finally happy that the Panthers just recognized that, hey, we got to do something. If we don't, it would be like uh, a transgression on our part. So Trey Boston added to the team immediately rounds out the defense, I think. Yeah, and we were playing Ross Cockrell, giving him snaps at free safety. And this is a guy that's never really played there before. I mean, he's been a good cornerback, but I mean, this is a guy that he's playing outside of position, and now you're hoping that he's going to end up starting there. It just it doesn't make it's sense. Not and then, yeah, yeah, and, and then you and I were talking about some, uh, uh, you know, players like Juan Thornhill, who the Chiefs drafted, that I really liked. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it was a glaring hole on on our defense. And uh, I'll say this about Trey Boston because I've been tough on him too for his uh, lack of surefire tackling technique. And in my opinion, I think he was always better suited to play free safety. And we played Trey Boston pretty much at the position that we're playing Eric Reed at now. And that's that strong box safety kind of football player. And I just don't think Trey is physical enough in that position. But as all the three says, he's a ball hawk though. And over the last two seasons, he has, eight or nine interceptions. I mean, Trey Boston has been balling out and he's done a, a good job making the name for himself. So I love the signing because it, it, it kind of signals to me, listen, put Trey in the backfield, let him make a play on the football, let him go and get interceptions and snag the football away, rebuild that Thieves Avenue mantra here in our defensive backfield in Carolina. And I, I think it's the perfect signing to be honest with you, he's been on our team before, so he already has that chemistry with the locker room. Listen, dare I say that Trey Boston and Eric Reed might be the best safety tandem that we've ever had at one point in time, no? I mean, mm. can you think of a better uh, – I'm talking – I mean, th there might have been one safety that's been uh, a better safety for Carolina, but I mean both of them in tandem at the same time. I mean, that's a pretty dynamic duo, if you're asking. Yeah, is he had nine pass def pass defended, passes defended yeah. last year. He had a forced fumble. He had three picks. That was on an Arizona on a terrible Arizona team. Uh, he played in 2017. He made a Pro Bowl with five interceptions. Um, he also had eight pass breakups in that year. So here's the thing: what I love about this move is that look is that you got people in the chat room saying hey uh you know you can consider it was i think it was underground west or someone said maybe we should oh it's scott thomas said man we actually should consider giving herney an extension one year extension because he's done such good work is this yeah. is you cannot fault the moves the panthers have made they make so much sense 
And what would have made less sense going forward is to know you have a very of a potential weakness, a weakness already on your team, and it would take so much for it to work out in your favor to go ahead and address that bef before it becomes a long-term problem. I think that this was is a great match and a great fit. So that's one thing. That's news that all broke. Also, there's one other storyline, and I want to get back to the preseason, but I guess this would be the time to put it up, put it out there more than anything, is uh, Ryan Khalil signed with the New York Jets. Out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Signed with a one-year $8.4 million deal. Um, you know, look, when somebody backs up the Brinks truck, why not? Go for it, Ryan Khalil. We could not pay you $8.4 million. Uh, even though you'd probably that that market would that would be a, it's a fair price in many ways, but the Panthers really needed to go forward and uh, kind of move forward and commit to protecting Cam. That leads me to my second kind of discussion. I'll let you comment on Khalil, but then we'll trans uh, we'll transfer over to the Carolina yeah. Panthers offensive line because that's another thing to watch tomorrow in this preseason game. Yeah. So um, listen, man. I I'm of the same mindset uh, with Ryan Khalil that I am with Thomas Davis. If you played that long in the NFL, you get to go out on your own terms. You get to do it your way. If you decide that you're not done playing, I mean, you have to live with yourself. You have to be able to wake up every morning and say that you gave it your all. And Ryan Khalil felt like he had some left. I think it's also being underplayed how important it was to him being a USC guy that Sam Darnold is the quarterback for the Jets. They know each other well. There's a USC connection there. Uh, the real USC in California, not the one in Carolina. That's South Carolina. That's the fake USC, just so you know. Um, but shout out to Ryan, man. He was not uh, very impressive last season. If I'm being honest, I, I believe that a lot of the problems from our offensive line came from the fact that the pocket, the interior of the pocket just kept on collapsing on Cam Newton and Ryan Khalil was getting pushed back right into Cam's lap. He just doesn't have that um, ability to anchor anymore like he did in, say, 2014 and 15. It's just not really there anymore. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, the I feel the same way about him and Thomas Davis, the lifelong Panthers, blood, sweat, and tears is what they were given for the team. So I wish them all the best, and there's definitely no ill will get yeah, paid. Not at all. Is that here is that I think it's actually the best. It's a good fit, right? It's a good exit for us. We left on mutually good terms with him. It would, it's better than us trying to squeeze one more year out of him. And he either charging us what he probably deserves as a starting center or us kind of lowballing it just because he's been with the organization and then us being upset later on. When I, I went and guested on uh, Play Like a Jet podcast and they were asking me about this. And I think for me is I think you're entirely right, Cody. And I haven't been able to figure out if it's strength, athleticism or speed that's declining for Khalil. But clearly his best days are behind him. But for me, is that he, you know, he tended to get overpowered at times, and you know, is he coming off the ball as quick? And I, and I told them, I said, look, if you need him to be a dominant Pro Bowl center, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you need Khalil to be, um, you know, an asset to adding to an offensive line that may have some guys beside him, 
that has a young quarterback that can be helped in in knowing and understanding the game and taking some of that responsibility. That's yeah. a good thing. And I see, so I see the benefits for the Jets who have had perennial problems since they with at yeah. center. But I also see this is that it would not have been good for the Panthers to keep him for another year. And let's turn to that as we talk about the offensive line going to Chicago to play some monsters on the defense that hopefully they won't have to play a lot. All eyes from us are going to be on the offensive line. Daryl Williams slated to start at left tackle. Matt Paradis, how much will we see of him? What do you want to see from the offensive line in the early phases of the preseason, Cody? Man, some of the faces I'm really excited about seeing are the two pass rushers that we drafted, Brian Burns and Christian Miller, um, specifically Christian Miller, because you know if you if you're like me and you and you've been following, Wait, we're on the offensive line. I thought we were talking offensive line. That is right. You did say that. Yeah, I had a brain fart. We already talked about Brian Burns. Let's go hey, back. but I'm Let's... still excited to see him though. Okay, okay. Back but, to the offensive yeah. line. I fucked up. You caught me. But yeah, the offensive line. Um, I, okay, this is the part that I'm kind of worried about, to be honest. And I, and it's not a big worry, but right now, uh, um, I think the biggest question mark is the left side of that offensive line. It's left tackle and left guard, because as of right now, um, and I, I believe you and I talked about this uh, the last time we were on last Tuesday, is that uh, if Daryl Williams is at left tackle. Does that mean Pilardi is left guard? Does that mean Van Roten is left guard? Uh, apparently, they have a lot of trust in him uh, to be able to do that. Um, I want to see if Greg Little is going to be able to stand out and, and look like a player that's going to be able to actually pass protect for Cam Newton. Um, and even more specific, I want to see my man Greg uh, run block because in the Ole Miss offense, that's something that, he just wasn't asked to do very much. And if you remember, after he was drafted, there was that whole, uh, he's not mean enough, he's not big enough, he's not he's not going to finish you and throw you into the dirt. Um, you know, I, I'm just interested to see what kind of strides he's made going forward um, uh, while he's been with the Panthers. Um, Daly is another one. Uh, Dennis Daly from... Uh, fake USC, South Carolina. Sorry, B. Amos. Um, yeah, there, there's a there's a few pieces on the offensive line that I'm interested to see how they perform. But at the same time, I kind of echo your sentiment: is that I don't want to see a ton of starters right now. You know, it, it's it's too early. I'm interested to see how many reps the ones end up getting because I'm hoping that it's not going to be much. But well, I mean, the we- left side. We do need to see Daryl Williams at game speed. I think what we're going to see a lot of is Greg Little, like you said. Is I think they want to give him a lot of reps because while Daryl Williams is leading at left tackle, we have no idea what he can do at that position for the long term. So you better have a guy uh, that you have a little that can come in maybe if you need be. He's also had problems yeah. with injuries, so we need Greg Little to to learn quickly. We'll be interested seeing if Daryl Williams is quick enough to play left tackle. And like you said, will will it be a Van Roten uh, who steps in at guard? Will they try to do some other things? And look, is there's been a lot of, of talk throughout camp is that the 
offensive linemen have been going down. Like, I mean, you've, you've heard um, tweets about them, like, throwing up or overheating and stuff. And, and so while the Panthers, I think, have a vision of what they want the starting line to be, is that they're not really sure who the guys behind that and what order uh, they will be in. So that leads us to the kind of two other things to talk about in relation to the uh, offensive line is um, how what will we see at running back and quarterback, right? Christian McCaffrey, we know, will be on the field for every possible snap in every possible universe, hopefully just not tomorrow's universe. But, man, Cameron Artis Payne is listed as second on the depth chart. Then you've heard about Holyfield throwing punches in camp at least they say he's been a force down on the goal line and yeah. uh, we want to know about jordan scarlet is jordan scarlet a go joey i was asking is is everything okay with him i haven't heard much on that front what do you want to see from that running back core what do you expect to see and then let's talk about those quarterbacks so you know everybody kind of uh knows that i've been doing a lot of scouting uh i'm still working for draft tech uh, I love college football, as you all already know. Um, so I, I, I'm into it. And, and uh, Elijah Holyfield was a player that I actually watched a lot of film on. And uh, people kind of made a big deal out of his combine performance because he ran really slow, like a 4-8-something. He's not a fast guy, but, man, I was surprised at his ability to cut, his ability to stop on a dime, his body control. Um, I think Holyfield is really going to surprise people um, in a real big way. Um, and uh, I know Jordan Scarlett was drafted ahead of him, but I know that he's been dealing with some injury. Back so that's, uh, yeah. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. So uh, in my mind, this is a big night for uh, your boy, Cameron Artis Payne, to uh, shut, you know, hey man, sign the one-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Continue to, uh, to be the, the best running back the Panthers have ever had. That never um, plays. Yeah, that never plays. So he's, he's done good in the preseason before. All right, we're going to come back. Let's come back to quarterbacks in just a moment. Let's go ahead and jump into the cat calls and see where they take us and see if yeah, uh, let's do so it. we don't double talk. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. Like and a three and a four and a Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, uh, D. Carey, calling out of Richmond, Virginia. Um, what's up, Tony? What up, Cody? Uh, love the show. I listen to it every Wednesday in my work truck. Word. Um, I haven't called since uh, I kind of went on a F bomb tirade when uh, Devin Funches <laughs> on that Detroit game. So I haven't called. I think I remember but, you, uh, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to respond to any callers from last week, but um, you know the guy that kind of said uh, he that he thinks Cam isn't as focused and yada yada yada. And on in all honesty, a lot of people talk junk about Cam, but you know we haven't been the most stable franchise first and foremost and like cam is the i would say one of the greatest (laughs) players to come pay for us and and give us his all but um in all actuality like 
look at how the the front office and everything has kind of been ran prior to what David Tepper coming. What a great if they point. everybody talks about consistency, yeah. but look how it was stuff it's was been, being handled when Jerry Richardson was here and he was the circus. owner of the team and Cam is kind of being more authentic and more of himself now ever since David Tepper has been here from the simple fact I think we got part two of this call. Yeah. Here we go. Is this is dude. What an excellent point. We tried to talk about this when uh, several months ago or year over a year ago when the Panthers crumbled when Jerry Richards sold the team in shame. But you know, is that for, for so long, this kind of mantra or this presentation of a team that was so clean cut um, was presented to us, but it has been secretly or it was secretly a damn circus in the background from Jerry Richardson and the issues there from payouts to this to Tom Morrison, the president leaving getting out early on that. Then you get the David, the David Gettleman firing right before there hasn't been uh it's not like cam has been a weakness on the team. <laughs> you know, like, thank God he persevered <laughs> through half of this crap. Imagine Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hilarious, man. And especially after people, you know, kind of look and, and see what, you know, what Cam is like behind the scenes and just how he is with the fans. I, I don't know, man. Uh, when like people people say that, aren't yeah. giving him enough credit, to be honest, I think is what the caller is saying. Is like but, with all yeah. of that, if he was so – fragile or such a liability this would have been the place for it to to show and he has been actually a model for for our team no he really has i mean he's been he's been fantastic for the for this football team he's been the beginning the middle and the end of our offense he's been a leader the entire time i mean he's had to um work with uh, an offense that you know, was built for him, yet wasn't built for him to thrive. It's just, it's so dumb, man. Uh, a lot of the the offensive firepower that, that we've had on the team has pretty much been Cam Newton and Cam Newton elevating the play of everybody else. So He's been able, we've been able to get away with it. You know, that's why we've been able to have Byron Bell at left tackle, then Michael Orr, then Matt Khalil. By the way, I don't know if you've seen, but Matt Khalil is just uh, getting, like, made fun of in Houston. Oh, God. did you see that clip? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, you were tagged in it, too, or you saw it, too. Dude, Rashawn Gary is just blowing up Matt Khalil over yeah, in Houston. Yeah, just a, a total wuss. And then I saw um, TJ, I mean, not TJ, JJ Watt do it as well. Just awful. All right, let's see if this yeah. is part two of the call. Yo, what's up, C3? Um, D. Carey calling out of Richmond, Virginia. Um, I just wanted to, I guess, uh, shed light on the whole people talking junk about Cam. And it kind of is very unfair that people talk junk about Cam. Um, just from the simple fact that, um, with Jerry Richardson, how he, how he was running the team and everything that was going on, um, we weren't consistent from the top, from the head of the team. So people, you know, would talk junk and blame stuff on Cam, how he's inconsistent and how he's not focused and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But it's like, 
you had a, a owner that was kind of uh, not letting Cam be who he really is as the person that we're seeing in these last year and a half since David Tepper's been, been here. Um, he's letting Cam's personality come out even more. You know, hell, it was when Jerry Richardson was here, Cam couldn't get a tattoo, Cam couldn't do this and that. And now he's yeah. Cam is letting his hair grow, you know, like dreads and um he got slugs in his mouth but if you don't know what that is it's kinda like, you know, gold teeth or whatever. He has <laughs> he has some of those in his yeah. mouth. It's like he's let his Atlanta personality personality and his yeah. whole self, you know, David Tepper is allowing that and not making Cam be like, Look, you have to be a good old boy quarterback and yada like, man, look, scratch that. Cam can be his best Cam when you allow him to be himself. His authentic, genuine self. And that's what I see with David Tepper allowing Cam to be himself. Like, I think the MVP really is David Tepper because it's like the whole team, it has, it's like a different vibe. So, he personally, you know, all that Cam hate. If you're a Panther fan, you should not be talking shit about Cam. Um, yeah. Personally, but, you know, that's my guy. I love Cam. You know, that's that's my quarterback. So you're our guy. Um, you are our definitely guy, big bro. up to to David Tepper and 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 I feel as if our Carolina Panthers can can go all the way this year and hell be even better than we were in the Super Bowl year. So um, hopefully we'll see how that goes. Um, and I'll I'll call again next week or whatever. I definitely want to try to catch a live show with you guys on Tuesday. But um, good job. Tony and Cody on the, on all the subjects and everything y'all talk about, holding it down for us Panthers fans. Keep Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the call. The number's 252-228-5098. And a lot of good points there to follow up. Another one, though, that I think is, to me, I didn't realize how poorly and bland, how bad of a franchise we were, how poorly we were run. Like, this guy is coming in, David Tepper's coming in, and all of a sudden you're seeing dramatic changes in media presentation, the deals. Like, the business side of football, which is, like, how do we make the brand of the Panthers more continually a better thing, the experience better, all of this reach more people. He's ambitious, and it kind of just shows you, like, gosh, how just feet stuck in the mud we were for so long. Yeah, for a real long time. And then, you know, as as the caller said, you know, Jerry Richardson, uh, you know, uh, telling Cam Newton, Camp Pierce's ears can't get tattoos. Like, it really is like some, like on some slave owner mentality shit. Like, uh, who cares, man? I, I just, I don't know. I'm very happy that David Tepper is the, the new big cat in town. I think he's got some big things to yeah. store. But one of the yeah. things he's been talking about this week is how he would like to have a new stadium with a retractable roof. And I thought, yeah, within ten awesome years, is that boy? He knows how to throw a subtle sucker punch for the, <laughs> the in the media. They said they somebody was asking him about attendance at Fan Fest. He said, "Man, I bet you a lot more people would be here if I had a roof." <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. What I'm like he yeah, hey, good so. guys just a little salt you know, yeah a little jab there all right let's move on to the next call see what we got the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight c three it's your boy Jado. what Jado back on the line and going to all that where you been Jado? we just got trade Boston 
It's ridiculous. This brings up a lot of different things for me, knowing our team and how we roll and what's going on. Like, we all thought Rashad Golden was going to be it, but honestly, they're kind of scared enough that we're bringing a guy that knows our way and does what he does. And, like, if we have to have it, he'll be there. If none of the other, like, the entire nation knows we're in a win-now mode, they should know now. Like, we've already been in a win-now mode on the moves and things we have done this year. We're in a win-now mode. Our window is only open as little as they say it is, but we need to have this. I feel like J-Dub's Spot like taken care of, so we got another guy just to make sure it is. Like, free safety was taken care of. We tried a bunch of people, and guess what? It didn't work out, so we got Trey Boston. I didn't want Trey Boston back. I really didn't want this move. But at this point in the season, it makes more sense than if we got him, like, a couple months ago when everyone wanted him. It makes more sense to have him now if we actually need it. I mean, if we actually need it, get somebody. Which we get do. somebody who already knows us, knows our Panther way. Which we should have probably drafted. Like, I didn't want him before, but as it got to this point, they knew they needed him. They got him. I mean, he was, I'm pretty sure it didn't cost too much. We just need to do our thing. Yeah. I, I actually. It's like, like if B. Point, Amos says, J. Dub sounds like he's in back, his bed with the candles lit. Like, at the same time, seance in it. If we needed him, that's why they got him. At least it's something. It's something. It's taking care of that spot just in case. Or maybe you start. Who knows? Before that, we didn't need it, and now we think we do. Yeah. All right. Figure how it goes. I love you guys. Panthers all day. And from your boy, Joshua Charles Jabril, J-Dub. Y'all keep Pounding. He went full. Yeah. What a deep Jay voice he got. Kid D says Barry White. Um, I like this. Yeah, is Cam Newton put out and uh, said this week we're we're past due. North Carolina and South Carolina having something to brag about. We're going to start by perfecting ourselves and perfecting the things we can control. We want this division back. And I think J Dub is the time is now. Right, the time is always now. So, uh, thanks for the call, Jay Dub. Glad to have you back in the C3 Panthers podcast. Or I know you're excited back for the season. Numbers 252 228 5098. Come on, C3. This is Ryan from Texas, Arizona. And I'm using my Madden because, you know, it's like the start of preseason. And I have to say that the first preseason game was absolutely horrible. And it was a good thing it was the Falcons too, which made it somewhat pleasant to watch the Falcons actually play that bad, even though it was a bunch of backups. But I looking at the schedule, this upcoming schedule, and I kind of looked at the list of starting quarterbacks that the Panthers defense is going to have to face. And I came across Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, Jason Watson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Marcus Mariota. They have a total of 13 games. Now, I know a couple of those names aren't exactly the scariest in the league, but they're still a decent quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So it could be interesting to see the, what type of defense and how the defense is actually going to handle these starting quarterbacks. 
And the one thing I want to leave with you guys, I'm curious, is what is the one thing that you're looking forward to seeing this season? I'm looking forward to seeing Brian Burns sack a quarterback and straight up do a Spider-Man pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you get like a safety or something. Love yeah, the show. Awesome. Keep doing what you guys are doing. I'll call next week. I <laughs> want to see this. Is I, what, am, what am I looking forward to seeing? I'm seeing for the Panthers to get over 50 sacks this season. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and I think that's a reasonable goal. I think that with the talent that we have on our team, that's reasonable. Um, he, You know, uh, Ryan brings up some uh, – some uh, good points in that. We face a lot of really talented quarterbacks. Especially in the back end of the schedule, too. Yeah, but I'm I'm telling you, we have a nasty one-two punch at the beginning of the season or in the opening, in the earlier half of the season. uh, We're on the road against Kyler Murray and then Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm telling you, man, our our defense is going to be tested uh, a lot earlier than people think. Uh, and that Rams game, they have a high-powered offense. Um, our defense is going to be put to the test very, very early on. So I don't think you're going to have to wait too long to know if this Panthers defense is the real deal or not. So I'm pumped. So I think, uh, yeah, to me, I was going to bring this up too. Is uh, I'm interested in this secondary, man. I'm interested in how Bradbury will look in a contract year, how Dante Jackson continues to progress. I think he can become what I hope he becomes in like a Deion Sanders-like player. Uh, and I want to see if Eric Reed can can be what I think, what we think he is, right? Rather than just saying, you know, just going off reputation alone and uh, him coming in on short notice last year. I'd like to see him be one of the best safeties in the league. Oh, there's so many storylines we've been going through. Last call for the night. The number's 252-228-5098. Hi, guys. Rich in England. Um, Yeah, roster construction. Um, So the depth chart came out this week. Uh, I went through it, and I underlined all the people that I thought um, were certainties. And that came out to 42. Uh, I did post it on Twitter. Um, but I think I only put three wide receivers in. I put in, obviously, Curtis Moore and uh, uh, and Jarius Wright. Um, so there's going to be three more receivers there, and probably one of them's going to have to return kicks or punts. I've only put uh, CMC in as a running back. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, <laughs> That's a good my thoughts are there's going to be some big names we're cutting. I just I don't see how we can't. I mean, there's some people that I mean, a, a horrible feeling. Well, I spoke about it last week with the defensive ends, but seeing FA Abada at third stringer, on, yeah, on the DE as opposed to outside linebacker. I mean, on there they're coming to London, but whether he sticks the team, I don't know. Um, I think a big-name wide receiver. I know Torrey Smith's the favourite, but he's made some good catches. I don't know. There's going to be there's going to be some shocks, I think. Um, I think I only put four defensive linemen in in the, the first three, plus my man Kyle Love, but that left off Abada, Cox, uh, Butler. You know, what if those three go Haynes, in? Haynes, Marquise Haynes. Huge, huge holes, don't they? 
Anyway, hopefully you'll be discussing that tonight. Um, there's a great Twitter meme of a dog not catching a frisbee going round as a uh, Devin Funches last year. Actually, I wanted to mention Funches. I don't know how much time I've got. Um, very interesting for me, all or nothing. He's definitely from a place that not many of us know. Um, I think that was quite obvious. The Panthers are a fairly um, cerebral team. And I don't think Funches ever really fit. And I don't mean that in a nasty way, but that, that certainly seemed to look quite obvious when you consider how Greg and Luke and all those guys apt. Uh, Taylor Moton's got a master's degree and all the rest of it. Don't know if Funch ever really fit. You know, Eric Reed is extremely considered, I think is a good way to describe Eric. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think him. Oh, and Matt Khalil. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's awesome. oh, I love right that. Before, I mean, right before yeah. the time cuts him off, he's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, so I think one of the like, look if you you look at this, is there's guys like Corn Elder up there, Rashawn Golden. Are they on the bubble, or who? Which one of those guys are on the bubble? Um, how does Marquise Haynes is listed behind Bruce Irvin? So it goes Bruce Irvin on the right out uh, right. Outside linebacker position, number one, Marquise Haynes, number two, Christian Miller, number three. On the left side, it's Mario Addison, Brian Burns, Sloan Tahume. I don't know who that is. So I think you're going to keep out of those. I mean, I think the question is, is Marquise Haynes a guy that still has a place on this team? I think he fits into this scheme, but the question is, does – we got a lot – of names there, right? A lot of names. Yeah. It looks like, hey, Vernon Butler will make this team, though. I was worried about him going into this season. Yeah, I mean, he'll make the football team, but I don't know. I I, I certainly don't hold out any hope that uh, he's going to turn it on and actually be something meaningful in the final year of his contract. What about um, Reggie Bonifant? That's another name we haven't talked about at the running back position. Is that that might be somebody that gets some significant time on tomorrow in tomorrow's game? And then I think there's another thing too, Cody. Is do we keep how many quarterbacks do we keep in this system? You know, when you're talking about uh, drafting Greer, right? Um, Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Taylor Heineke. Obviously, one of those is Taylor Heineke seems like the odd man out. Kyle Allen listed behind Cam Newton. But, you know, I'm kind of interested in a team us not keeping three. We shouldn't be keeping three quarterbacks. No, and we're one of the teams that has normally done that. I mean, we've uh, we kept Derek Anderson uh, for a long time. And then we had, then, what's his name, that played special yeah. teams, but what was his name? Joe, what, God, what was his name? The guy that everybody loved that could play wide receiver, that could do anything. Yeah. Room, please help us. We, our brands fart all the time. No one's brands farts but we more than kept three quarterbacks out of necessity a lot of those times, right? Is that, for instance, last year, we didn't have an answer at backup, so we had to keep two, right? What now? I think we have a clear plan of what we want it to look like. Cam Newton at the helm, one backup. We don't have enough roster spots, I think, to keep these guys beyond that. 
Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Brother, Brother Herbert with the save. Thanks, you, man. Um, yeah, uh, listen, I, I mean, Joe, uh, I don't know. I, I think Taylor Heineke, yeah, as you said, he's going to be the odd man out. Um, I, I think especially after using a third-round pick on Will Greer, him being from the area, uh, Will Greer has looked good in practice. Um, that's that's someone else I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see this backup quarterback um, competition that we have going on, and I'm excited to see if maybe one of them are um, could end up being the type of player that we might be able to trade down the road for the right price if they do the right thing. Um, you know, we might have another Jimmy Garoppolo situation on our hands um, with Bill Greer or maybe even uh, even Kyle Allen. So um, I, I do not think that we're going to uh, – I don't think we're, we're definitely not saving four, but I, I do foresee a scenario where Allen and Bill Greer are, are on the team. I say boo I mean, to that. Boo to that. I don't want that to happen. All right, so we'll be watching to see how a lot of it will be determined by how quickly, how fast or slow the game looks to Will Greer, something that we should get to see plenty of time. You can expect Kyle Allen to start, Will Greer to get significant time in the second and third and then bring in uh, Taylor Heineke for some time there. And I don't expect us playing Cam until the third game, and that would be it, and I would be happy with that. So, no, more questions there. I think the last question. Well, let's do this real quick. Who do you think will be the backup before the end of preseason? Like, not having seen any football yet, who do you think is going to be number two behind Cam? Uh, I'm going to say Will Greer. I'm going to say Will Greer. Will Greer yeah. We just commit to it, keep to, that's it. I think. Yeah. Um, and now – Question for you guys, and then we'll, we'll kind of get on out of here towards the end. We've taken care of the calls. It's been a good show tonight. People, like they said, the chat room is chat rooms lit. People had some C3 withdrawals last night. Whose stock climbs and falls in, in this preseason game tomorrow? For me, the climber, right, uh, is not tomorrow night. I think it's going to be later in, in, and this is kind of a cop-out. But I want to see Brian Burns' stock climb in the preseason i think golden stock continues to fall in in this preseason right now yeah i think golden stock is um definitely still falling listen this is the easiest answer in the world but i don't give a damn man curtis samuel uh to me is man just watching these plays are keeping me up at night man Poised, Uh, poised to be a superstar it looks like yeah, poised to be a superstar, and they've really made a good connection um, early on in, in, in training camp. And then uh, we have this gym. So something we haven't talked about yet is um, Fan Fest. And uh, listen, man, look how, one, look how far this ball travels if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Cam Newton just I launching off. Haven't the spirals um, looked so pretty this year? And, and look, there's almost no wiggle to the football. You've it's said that each spiral. week, too. Yeah, every there is no wiggle to the football. It's a tight motion, tight spiral. And, and listen, when you're a receiver, it makes the ball that much easier to catch when there isn't a ton of wobble on the football. That makes Curtis's job so easy, uh, DJ Moore's job so easy. Um, listen, I, I, I believe I, I did it already, but I'm going to come out and say it, man. Curtis Samuel, that's wide receiver number one. I feel this year it's going to prove it. 
Uh, that is our, our best route runner on the team, the best uh, speed receiver on the football team. Um, and I'm excited for DJ Moore also. That doesn't mean I don't uh, believe in DJ Moore, but um, especially after you see stuff like this right here, uh, this came from camp. Again, another pretty-ass spiral. And DJ Moore, just uh, all the reports are is that everything that you throw at DJ Moore, He's catching. he comes down with the football. Good. Comes yeah. down with the football. That's what we Right now, we have, a, we have a dynamic duo at the receiver position that we haven't had in a while. So, And then you I throw mean, I, Christian McCaffrey. You got three parts that just seemingly yeah. could cause nightmares for people. Ian Thomas, yeah. that's what we also want to see. I want to see Ian Thomas. We haven't heard a lot because it, you know, kind of been nicked up throughout so far preseason. So we'll get back to you guys after the preseason game. Maybe we can um, – well, we'll be back next Tuesday, obviously, and then, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff to talk about in the coming days. Let's finish up, Cody, and get on out of here. Let's ice some fools up, man. Let's do it, man. You know, th- there's a lot of material out there, uh, as usual. You can go from – did you hear about the Antonio Brown mess? What's up? I Actually, did. I watched Hard Knocks today. One of the great – uh, you can watch Hard Knocks on NFL.com, uh, and I think you can get it if you got the game pass. One of the best lines ever today is I was listening to it, and they said, perhaps the most uh, – what was it? Perhaps the most, uh, like, under – God, what was the phrasing? It was perhaps the most, like, watched player, you know, the person under the most – Scrutiny. That's what it was. Perhaps the player under the most scrutiny is Richard Richie Incognito. And I just thought, man, the irony of this, your name being Incognito and you the opposite of Incognito here. Love that. But Antonio Brown, really, to me, you know what, is that I actually kind of like him. He seems like a pretty simple dude in some ways, but he's like likable in those videos and in Hard Knocks. But dealing with some foot issues... So, kind of this, you know, Rashard Golden, uh, not Rashard Golden, um, who was that guy? Uh, Rashard Breland esque to me. These weird foot problems hampering him. What's going on with Antonio Brown before he iced people up? Because some people said it's because he got iced up. So, uh, yeah. So, okay, get this. They're saying that he had a, um, while doing a uh, cryo uh, cryotherapy. And I believe he was in France at the time. There was something that went wrong with the machine and it caused like what they say to be frostbite on the bottom of his foot. Now, I was telling you, I was reading an article before uh, that it wasn't exactly uh, hypothermia or frostbite, but it was something similar to it. Um, But get this. So if for whatever reason, Antonio Brown is not able to play this season because of it. Which, by the way, they're not saying that it's that bad. Uh, There's no indication that he won't play. But um, they're they're saying that if he doesn't play because of it, there's a clause in the contract that deems that to be a a uh, non-football-related injury. So the Raiders would not have to pay him. Oh, man. Yeah, they wouldn't have to pay him if he wasn't able to play because of that injury at a cryotherapy center in France. So, uh, yeah, it's been an ongoing thing, and it's sounding pretty stupid day by day. Yeah. 
there was another one. I had another. Uh, I thought I I hate Charlie Casserole. 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 I was watching the Hall of Fame game, and Ed Reed said uh, it's amazing some of these guys that because they met he met with the Texans. And Casserly did not draft him. Ed Reed goes on to be like the greatest safety in the history of football. And Ed Reed said, took a shot at him. And he was like, I don't know how these guys still have jobs as analysts and this and that in football. Uh, I love that. But for me, my ice up pick this week goes, can you pull up my, yes. my, bit, my little capsule <laughs> here? Is, uh, my ice up pick goes to... The people that refuse to give this man a passport, his name is Kenny fucking Ard. <laughs> uh, Kenny fucking Ard. Fucking Ard. Fucking Ard. Kenny fucking Ard. Or Kenny fucking Ard. I want to explain for the people that are just listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So an ex-soldier uh, from the UK, his name was Kenny Kennard, uh, had some fun with his name in 2016, legally changed his name by adding an F-U dash and hyphenating his last name, Fukunard, 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 or Fukunard. Uh, anyway, uh, is that right now his legal name is Kenny Fukunard. And, and you know what? I tell you this, Cody. You know what's fucking hard? Him getting a passport, because they have denied him access to a passport because they say his surname may cause offense throughout the world. So I say, ice up. Give this man a break, and uh, and give him a passport. Kenny Fukunard, you a fucking idiot, but still you deserve a passport. See you later. Ice up. <laughs> I sub to you. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, I just, oh, I'm about to. Uh, and, you know, it's, I actually think I'm going to one-up you. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, listen, make sure that um, if ever you're in a situation where you need someone to help you uh, piss in the cup so that way you can pass a piss test, um, do me a favor and make sure that one, it's not a girl, and two, that oh, the girl, they can catch you that that girl way? isn't pregnant. So get this. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not showing up. Uh, I, I, have to, I have to grab another tweet. But uh, there is a uh, a football player uh, that went to the state of Ohio, and uh, he ended up wanting to play in Croatia or one of these Middle Eastern co- or one of these countries. Uh, for the FIBA. And he ended up getting uh, his girlfriend to submit a urine sample for him to pass his drug test until uh, he realized that the drug test came back that he was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And and he was released. You, um, sir, are the father and the mother. Yeah, you're the father and the mother. So you didn't test positive for steroids, but uh, you have a bun in the oven, sir. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, so to DJ Cooper, um, who definitely just went too far, and also, by the way, it was his girlfriend that submitted the urine sample. So this is how he found out that he was a father. So, Gosh, let me ask yeah. you this, Cody. What is so fucking hard 
about passing yeah. about getting past the drug test. You know what's fucking hard? <laughs> Staying sober is fucking hard. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so to this player, what do you need to tell this him? player, to BJ Cooper, I'm saying ice up, son. Right. Ice up. Um, do better. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Hey, congratulations. He's going to be a father. <laughs> congratulations. I said, yeah. uh, <laughs> you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, where can they get after you? At C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Cody Lack on Twitter. Hit me up. It's football season, uh, especially during the game tomorrow. Uh, if you tweet at me with questions or thoughts or comments, I'll, I'll respond to you, man. I'm going to be on Twitter and watching the football game, putting some of my thoughts down. I'm excited. Panthers football tomorrow, people. It's wonderful. Panthers football. I'm stoked. I'm pumped. Uh, you know, I'm fucking hard about it. I'm fucking hard, Tony Dunn. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to the chat room. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys have been great. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. You can email the show, carolinacatchronicles at gmail. Call in, 252-228-5098. Call in after the dang preseason game. Get the calls in before Tuesday because we'll have a great show, a lot of content on Tuesday. I'm going to try to go track down Marcel Louis-Jacques as uh, because he's now covering the Bills. We play them next week. Uh, that yep. will be our week two game. So tons to talk about, tons more to talk about. We're excited 32 days till real football, but we'll take fake football tomorrow. And until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Go Panthers. What's so fucking hard about that? Fucking hard. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.